So, the Hebrews have been in slavery. Anyone know how long? 400 years of slavery. So there's this guy named Moses. What's Moses' job? What does God want him to do? Deliver his people, rescue his people. Um, what does Moses do first? We talked about this to Catalina a little bit. He does something bad that kind of derails him. Anyone remember? He kills an Egyptian. So he gets really angry, and he lashes out, and he kills this Egyptian, and then he runs to a place called Midian, and he's been in Midian for 40 years. And this is where um, God shows up in this crazy encounter with uh, the burning bush, the bush that not only does it burn, but it doesn't like burn up because like you're like, there's bushes on fire all the time in California. No, <laughs> it's on fire, but it doesn't burn up. It just keeps going. Um, and so this is a part of that conversation. Um, why, did you think I, why do you think I had you underline those specific things? What do they have in common? Anyone? Thumbs down, pain. Dumb. They all suck. Thank you, Gary. Um, that's the first thing I want you to get here. Um, life, and you can put that in as the truth, number one, from this passage, life hurts. And I know that in, in just our culture, in America, we like to avoid pain and hurt. We like to cover it up. We like to pretend like it doesn't exist. We like to cover up death. We like to just ignore all of those things. But when it comes to the Bible, the Bible doesn't ignore pain. Pain is a reality. If, if, if there's any religion that you should be able to say, yeah, the Bible gets how, li like, it gets how life is, it would be Christianity. Um, and, and, like, the, the Bible is just honest. There is going to be hurt. Being human is hard. And there's hurt because um, this world is broken, right? So if, if someone in here has ever, like, been to the hospital and visited someone who's sick, that person who's sick didn't do something, usually they didn't do something wrong to get sick, right? That's just the world is broken, right? Like, a, I mean, you can go down to it, like, partly, like, our DNA, like, our, like, there's things about just us as humans that we're broken, and there's, like, sin is like this disease, and there's brokenness in the world. And there's also, like, our world is broken because we're broken, and sometimes, like, there's, we do dumb things, and there's consequences for those things. And we hurt ourselves, and we hurt others. Bless you. Um, we're not a blessing. We're a curse to others. Then also, um, there, there's hurt in the world because, like, other people hurt us. And so Christianity just recognizes. We have a couple of friends who are thinking about moving from Seattle because they've been there for too long, and there's just, like, no vitamin D, and they're, like, having a really hard time because there's no sun, and they're starting to feel just kind of down and depressed. And so we have those, those people, and they're, like, thinking about different places to move. We're trying to get them to move here. Um, but, like, they're not upset at Seattle because it's raining and there's clouds. We've said this before. Like, they're not angry with Seattle. Seattle is doing what Seattle does, okay? So if you go to Seattle and you're like, well, I thought there's going to be sun here. It's going to be great. We're going to go to the beach all the time. No. It's going to be gloomy, like foggy, and there's going to be like, like, that's going to happen. And so for us, we've said this before, but this world is broken and it's hurting. Don't get mad at the world for being the world. Well, actually, we can be, we can be angry with God about it. We can be frustrated. We can mourn. But the one thing we shouldn't be as Christians is surprised. Okay, so we can be upset about suffering and pain. We can be frustrated. The Bible even talks about us being able to be angry with God. We can just, we can shut ourselves in a room and be angry and frustrated and mourn. But we should never be surprised because life hurts. And that's the one thing I wanted you to see. Um, the next thing I want you to see is God reveals himself here. Um, and before we go there, um, we kind of live in a time where we kind of feel like we want to define who God is. Have you ever heard someone say, well, I just couldn't believe in God if God does this, you know, has anyone ever said that? Like, I could never, I could never worship a God who, well, my God would never, or I feel like God doesn't, 
right? We, we start with all these statements, and, and what's behind that is kind of us just trying to decide who God is and what God is about. That's like me saying, like, you can put those pictures up. That's like me saying, like, I think elephants stand on, like, two legs, and I think cats are the size of, like, you know, buildings, and I think that we're the center of the universe. Like, those things aren't true. I can say them, and I can feel them, and I can think them, but my feelings and my thoughts don't change reality. So you might be frustrated with things that God does, and you might not like some things that are in the Bible, and that's okay. But your thoughts and feelings and frustrations of you, they don't change reality of who God is. Even though I want elephants to stand up on two legs and walk around. They kind of do in the circus, I guess. But we shut that down. All right, cool. I digress. Um, cool. Um, it's interesting, if you look at different philosophers who hated religion, there was like this guy named Freud who felt like um, we use religion as a way to justify ourselves. Um, Marx, who talked about how, um, you might hear about these guys in your philosophy classes, uh, Marx, who, who kind of felt like we use religion to justify our nationality and our race as being better. There was this guy named Nietzsche that said that we use religion basically just to, to get power, and so if, if we have the right, like if we have the right view, if we have the right stance, we can oppress people. Um, First thing, I want you to know, whenever you hear those like philosophers like going at religion, Jesus railed on those things in the same way. Religion that, that, that abused people, religion that was all for themselves, religion that was all for your own gain, Jesus also trashed those people. So sometimes there are atheist philosophers that are on your team, stop fighting them. They're on your team saying the things that Jesus said. Because um, Jesus railed on religion all the time. And Jesus had a new way that said, actually, um, you don't have power you're powerless, and you're broken. And it's, it's just this relationship that you get to have. It's not because you're awesome. It's not to manipulate others. It's to serve others. Um, but you have these philosophers who are saying that we just kind of create religion to suit our own needs. God gets to define himself. God gets to define himself. We don't create God. Um, we get to hear what he's like. So let's go back to the scripture. You're going to circle things now about God's character and how he reveals himself and what he's like. The Lord said, I have seen, circle seen, the misery of my people in Egypt, I have heard, circle heard, them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned, circle concerned, about their suffering. So I have come down, circle come down, to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up, circle that phrase, bring them up, out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of a lot of people with names. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached, circle reached me, and I have seen, circle seen, the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending, circle sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of slavery. I want you to turn to someone next to you and just for like 30 seconds share which one of those things stood out to you. Um, when it comes to what God is like and how God acts when he sees people who are suffering. Turn to someone and share. Go for it. Like co-counseling with Adam. 
Osaka. There you go. I was telling them I wanted to meet you. All right, um, cool. Anyone have anything that stood out that they want to share with a couple people? Which one of those phrases stood out? Anybody? Seen? Seen stood out? Seen? Concerned? Yeah. Yeah, he's concerned. Yeah, he's not, it's not like he sees it and it's like, oh, oh. No, there's something like he's moved by it, right? Anybody else? Sending? So he does something. You know what's interesting about him doing something? How long has it been again? 400 years? So God does something, but maybe not in our timeline. Maybe not how we want it. Maybe not in the way we want it. Um, those are really good. Um, so the first thing we see that is that God hears. So you can fill it in. God hears. He hears. Um, I want everyone to, everyone look at me. I want you to, at the same time, I want you to say your first, middle, and last name at the same time. Okay? And you can say it as loud as you want. Ready? One, two, three. Joel Anthony Mitchell. All right. So, some of you didn't want to say your last names because you're embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed by it. Your parents picked it. They love you. Um, I'm guessing... I'm guessing that you probably weren't able to, like, to hear any of those things, unless there was some dude behind you just like, Joe, Anthony, miss you, right? Uh, unless there's someone behind you yelling it. Um, here's the thing. And this is, this is cool. Sometimes we'll do this where we're like, we'll gather people in the center and we're going to send them on, like, a mission trip or something, and we'll say, let's all pray at the same time. And you're like, oh, no, we're going to confuse God. No. Here's the thing. I know that we have a hard time multitasking. I know I have a hard time multitasking. God doesn't. And God heard every single thing. And he hears them individually. And he hears them in, in, in a way that, that, that he hears them clearly. Okay, let's, let's do that again. But this time I want everyone to say um, the name of your favorite um, ice cream. But I want you to whisper it. Okay, ready? Favorite ice cream. Three, two, one. Okay. That's not an ice cream. Avocado is not an ice cream, does not count. Not count as a flavor. So here's the deal. Um, God doesn't need, like, if my grandma was in here, she would have needed it to be a little bit louder to hear. God does not care about volume. So like the song we sing, it's like, sing a little louder, sing a little louder. Um, I love that. I love that we get to sing a little louder. We get to declare things a little bit louder, but we're not singing louder for God to hear us. Okay? I don't care if you whisper in worship. I don't care if you just think about the words. God hears. He doesn't need a volume control on you. Um, he hears you. This is amazing um, because throughout the Bible we see this. Um, and, and again, we live in a culture that's like we're always super distracted. Last night, Vicky and I, we got a magazine, and it has like, I don't know, like the top 30 dog breeds. We're super interested in checking out, considering. We're interested in considering a dog. Um, and so um, I didn't plan to share this. But anyway, so we're going through this, like the top 30 dog breeds of the magazine. And, um, 
and I'm on my phone, and I'm like, I'm, I'm texting someone. Also, also, we're watching like a movie, and I'm on my phone. And, um, and she looks up, and she's like, well, what do you think about that? Have you ever had that moment where like, you realize I have not been listening to anything? I have no idea how long it's been. Turns out we're 16 dogs in, and there's been descriptions about the dogs and their temperaments, and I have no idea. And so, good thing there was some good ones at the end that I could say yes. And I told her, I was like, I, I have not been listening. Um, that's not how God works. God does not get distracted. Um, God hears. Okay, so there's three things we're going to go through. Um, first one is, um, these are part of how God hears. God hears and is compassionate. God is compassionate. How many of you here had a nightlight when you were a kid? I still have. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. How many, of you, how many of you still have a nightlight right now? So here's, here's what God doesn't do. God does, not, God does not look at you with your nightlight and say, why do you have a nightlight? I'm the God of the universe. Why don't you trust me? I could destroy Boogeyman and anybody that's under your bed. All right, do you trust me, Joel? Why do you have your nightlight? No, no, no. God is compassionate. He understands that you need a nightlight. God gets what it's like to be human. I've shared this a little bit, but I've, I've struggled with some anxiety since, since I was probably like fifth grade or since I was able to kind of identify what that was. And especially like the past couple of years, been struggling with anxiety. And before it was like, oh, why are people anxious? They should just stop worrying about the future. That's not what anxiety is, by the way. It's not just worrying about the future. And then, then I started experiencing anxiety and I, got, I experienced like, well, it feels like things are closing in. It feels like everything feels like a fog. It feels like it's hard even to do anything, even to get out of bed in the morning. Like, there, like I, I started to like, experience anxiety um, and, then, and then beginning to walk through that anxiety. And then I would have students, like there was a student like a year ago who came to a well and, and, and she had experienced anxiety, panic attacks, stuff that was going on. And, and I was able to look her in the eye and say, I get it. Like I felt, like I don't know if you've ever had that where like you get what someone else is going through and you can like, Yes, I understand what you're going through. I get it. I feel it. Um, and so like now, like almost like every week, I talk to a student who's like struggling with anxiety, experiencing anxiety. Um, and I, I just, it, it's been, so it's been cool that God's been able to open some of those doors. But um, I kind of feel like that's how God is with our suffering and our pain. Like he looks at you and he gets it. And he understands. And he empathizes. Um, his heart is moved. Right? Because He's had his friends abandon him. Jesus has been beaten. Jesus has experienced social exclusion. Jesus knows what it's like to be a teenager. Jesus knows what it's like to try to figure out, how the heck do I even like, use this body of mine and these pressures? Like He, he knows everything. Nothing, nothing new under the sun. He gets it. He knows what it's like to be human, and he's compassionate towards you. The second thing is, he's attentive. He's attentive. I try not to work on Saturdays. I've been trying to like, if I have a sermon on Sunday, trying to get that done on Friday. Um, but there are some Saturdays where like, I feel like I have to work. And, um, and Vicki will sometimes have Saturdays where she feels like, actually, I, I need to do some stuff for work because I have an event. And we'll just say to each other, you know what, like, we know we need to go to the store. We, need, we know we need to do errands or whatever. But I just need an hour to write this sermon. Or I just need an hour to, to, to talk to these clients. And um, Here's what I want you to get. And that, that's cool that we're able to do that and talk about that, and then we're able to go shopping and look at dogs or whatever. But here's the thing. When you cry out to God, when you ask God for something, he does not do the, 
hold on, I'll be, I'll be with you in an hour. Like, he's attentive in that moment. If you cry out, he turns to you. He's there. And he's not like, I don't know if you ever had, like, when you were, when I was a kid, there was zero, like, technology and, and no iPads, no iPhones. And so we would always go to Nebraska. That's where my family was from. Nebraska and, and, and Georgia, the other side of the family. And, and we had nothing to do, so we'd play I Spy, and we'd just look at cows. And that's, like, all you could spy is, like, cows. There's, like, a tumbleweed. There's a car that burned out on the side. That's it. That's all you got. And so we would just go. And, um... And, 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 and I would always ask, like, are we there yet? 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 And, like, at some point, my dad would turn around, and he'd be like, stop asking me if we're there, right? Because your parents just get to the point where they're like, ask me one more time. Ask me one more time. See what happens. Um, and um, here's the other thing about God, is he never gets to that point with you. God actually says, keep asking me. Keep telling me. Keep knocking. Keep being honest. Keep asking me. I, th- I feel like we don't ask him enough. Keep going. Because he's attentive. He's there. He's caring. He never turns around to you and says, ask me one more time. If he does, he says, ask me one more time. Because I want to give you what's good. He's attentive to your needs. Okay, last one. God's compassionate. God's attentive. And from this passage, we also see he's faithful. And so, again, it's not always on our timeline. We don't always get what's going on. I feel like sometimes we're like my guinea pigs. I have two guinea pigs, and um, they always freak out when we're cleaning their cages. And every time we give, like, we want to give them treats or give them like food or vegetables, they always think we're gonna kill them. <laughs> Part of that's just like this instinct, because in Peru, like literally Nathan's eaten a guinea pig, by the way. So, <laughs> and um, anyways, I, I'm trying to be like. To my guinea pigs, I'm like, I'm trying to clean your cage. I'm trying to bring you to the land of milk and honey. I'm trying to bring you to clean bedding and, and to nice hay and to good things. And, and they're freaking out. And, and so sometimes I feel like we're just like a guinea pig and we're super nervous and we don't understand what's happening, but God is leading us to something good. It's a weird analogy. Um, but God is faithful. God is faithful. And it might be hard for us to understand. Um, and we might not understand it. And we might think it's uncomfortable. But God is faithful and he is doing something. Um, and so it's a, and it's, I think like it's a good thing we're not God. I feel like it's a good thing we don't have to define God. I have a hard time even like keeping track of my sunglasses, right? <laughs> we need to stop trying to be God. Um, I've lost like three sunglasses in the past month. Confession time. Um, so here's the deal. Here's how we're going to spend the rest of our time. We've talked about how God, how life hurts, and how God hears. He's compassionate, he's attentive, and he's faithful. And I feel like some of you know that intellectually, it's like you put some quarters into a soda machine, like a Catalina, like the senior guys kept going to get all the Mountain Dew. Um, do they run out eventually of Mountain Dew? They're embarrassed to talk about their Mountain Dew addiction. We'll talk about it after. Um, so, um, but it, it's like you know this information intellectually, so you put the quarters into the machine, but nothing's coming out of your life that says, I believe God is compassionate, I believe God is con- uh, co- co- um, whatever the word is, and I believe God is faithful. Um, and some of us, we just need to kind of get like the soda machine of our heart hit so we start producing things that, that look like what we believe. What I mean is this. If we actually believe these things, then we should pray like we believe these things. If we actually believe that God is attentive, that God is compassionate, and that God is faithful, but we're not praying every day, and we're not bringing our needs to God, and we're really so close to just ranting to someone else before God, like we, we, we tell everybody else, 
and we never really talk to God. Like, maybe intellectually we believe that God hears and God's family, but like our life is not producing the Mountain Dew of that. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. Today, um, we're going to spend the last few minutes, and we're actually going to be able to write our prayers down. Um, and, um, and here's what we're going to do. You're going to get this little index card, and on one side, I want you to write something that you need prayer for. And um, I want to push you, maybe think about it, and you might have a prayer at first that, that, that you feel like is already on your heart and you came in here with a burden. Write that down. Um, you might also have something that you're like, well, I don't really know, and so I'll just say it's cool. All right. Is there a fear or an anxiety or a worry beneath that? Right? Because you might say, oh, it's math class. But really what's beneath that is really, man, I just feel like I'm trying to earn my approval, to earn approval from my parents, and I can't get it, and so I need prayer. You guys feel like you're pretty good? Cool. Um, here's what we're going to do. Um, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to pass. Uh, we're going to do some mixing of these papers. Um, again, you don't need to write your name or anything. Um, but here's what I want you to do. Um, when you get a paper that's not yours, um, at the, you're going to read this. And I want you to spend a few moments praying for this person. Um, and then on the back side, if you want to take a little section and you want to write a little prayer for them, God also might tell you something, like, sometimes, like, you're like, oh, I feel like this person just really needs to, to know that God loves them, and God sees them, and God cares for them, and God has a hope and a plan for their life. If you feel like God is telling you anything that you want to just encourage them, you can write an encouragement on the other side, too. Um, at the end, it's going to be a weird thing, but we'll try to find our cards at the end. Um, but we're going to be passing this, uh, like, like, three different times. And so right now, I want you to pass it to a person next to you. And now, once you do that, pass it to... A person behind you or in front of you. Now pass it. A person two to the left. Two to the left. Does everyone have a card? Now if you, if you need a card, raise your hand. If you have two cards, please bring one of them down to the middle. Okay, anyone else have a card? Anyone else need a card? If you didn't write down a prayer, maybe don't take a card. <laughs> you got one here? Anyone need one? Here you go. Oh, you got one? Anyone need one? All right, cool. So once again, Spend a few moments praying for them, and if you want to write a prayer or an encouragement, affirmation, or you feel like God put something on your heart to tell this person, write it on the back. Um, don't take up the whole back because we're going to do this again. Great. Go for it. Okay. We're going to do another pass. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you're still working on that one, you don't need to pass. You're fine. Um, but if you are done, um, just like pass it like, like three to the right, maybe one to the back. We're just trying to get it away from not being the person who wrote it. If you do end up getting yours, pass it to someone else and switch. (laughs) 
right. Again, you're praying for this person, and then you can write down a prayer on the back for them, or if there's any words of uh, encouragement you want to offer them, you can also write those words in the back, too. All right. Um, I'm going to tell you what to do in a second, but um, I just have a few things to say. Uh, first thing is that um, this Wednesday is class dinners again. So if you don't know your class dinner location, come talk to me. Um, we'll also we'll have it on our Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us. Always good stuff. Trinity HS. Trinity HS M? Trinity HS. M. Trinity HS. Mm. Um, so uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, we'll also be sending out uh, an email to your parents. You can also talk to your leaders, and they'll tell you what's going on. Um, so do that. Um, that's this Wednesday. And then uh, for this, look at me. Next Wednesday, family Trinity HSM barbecue. Who are you inviting? This is a great Sunday to invite people to back. Um, next Sunday. What did I say? I said lies. Don't listen to me. Um, so next Sunday. It's free. It's here. So don't create lunch plans for next Sunday because we're just going to be hanging out. Uh, we're going to be playing games. We'll have the gym open. Um, we'll have some. Uh, I bought brand new cornhole things. Uh, so we'll be able to actually play. Boom. So that's happening. Also, um, team, last thing here. Uh, if, you, if you miss um, a Wednesday or a Sunday and you want to go back and listen to those sermons, like we had last Wednesday we talked about temptation. Two Wednesdays ago we talked about dating. Um, if you haven't heard those or you want to go back and listen, you can go to our podcast, Trinity HSM, um, on everywhere podcasts are supported, but just iTunes really, huh? Just iTunes. Um, so we got that. Um, sweet. I think that's it. Are there any things I'm forgetting? No? Um, if, I just want to say this. If you ever need prayer... Um, or feel like there's something going on that you want to talk about, um, I'm here. Your leaders also, just so you know, your leaders kind of hang out for 10 minutes after the service is over. So they would love to talk to you. They'd love to grab coffee and meet with you. So talk to a leader. Um, if you haven't talked to your leader this morning, just go talk to them. Say hi. Just touch base with them because they'd love to see how they can be praying for you. Um, but let me just pray over all of us as we close out. God, thank you that you hear us, that you're attentive, that you're not distracted. You're basically all of the things that it's so hard for us to be. You are those things. And so we thank you for that. I pray this week that we would live like those things are true, that when we have anxiety, when we have emotions, when we have worries, when we have things going on, that we would tell you about them because you're the God of promise keeping. You're the God who's compassionate. You're the God who's attentive to us. You love us. We thank you for that. So let's live like that's true this week. We pray this in your name. And all God's people said, amen.